Hello, everybody, and welcome to Breaking the Wall Podcast. It's me, Brandon. And today, before I get into the episode, I want to let you all know that I am currently increasing the pool of dancers who are in my one-on-one coaching program. So this is my ongoing program where I work with dancers for a minimum of three months to really help them get to where they want to be, accomplish their goals, get ready for auditioning in the real world, get them ready to create their own projects and really carve out a space for them in this career. Uh, I work with dancers who are still in college or people who are one to two years into their professional career. So if this is you and you're looking for someone to you know help you with accountability, help you with preparation, I am here to help you do that. So you can find the form in the show notes, or you can go to my website at brandoncolemandance.com and fill out the form. You'll get a free 30-minute consultation with me to see if we're a good fit, see if I can help you get to where you want to be. And after that, we'll go through more details of what coaching looks like. But if this is something you're interested in, like I said, I am opening it up to a few more people than I'm working with right now. Um, so check it out and let me know if you have any questions, DM me on Instagram and we can chat about there as well. But here we are in today's episode and I want to talk about the feeling of overwhelm or actually seeking out the feeling of overwhelm. And the reason I do this is because I was having some conversations with some dancers who are currently in school and to be transparent, I've been out of school for quite some time now or about seven years. Um, but when I was talking to these dancers in school, I was really reminded about what a heavy workload is like when you're in school. I mean, when I was at school, I was taking anywhere from 18 to 20 units a semester for the most part to get both of my degrees in. And that doesn't even count a lot of like rehearsal times that were unrecorded because I didn't want to pay over a certain amount of, you know, units. Um, but You know, I was taking two to three movement classes a day. I was doing one to two rehearsals every night, Monday to Friday, student rehearsals on the weekends for different, you know, student run pieces. We were doing sold out shows at least once a month. And by once a month, I mean two full weekends of shows. And then you mix all that in with discovering who you are, your identity. I was an RA at the time, so I was working, you know, anytime I was at home, um, You know, and then also just trying to make lifelong friendships. It's a recipe for overwhelm, right? That's a lot to do in four years. That's a lot to ask of yourself for day to day. But as I'm thinking about it now, I'm actually really grateful for that overwhelm and how it prepared me for my life after college. I mean, a lot of you know the story if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, but I was thrown, I got lucky enough to be thrown into a dance company right out of school where we were rehearsing from 10 to 4 every day, uh, still less than I was dancing in college, but I was teaching class a few times a week, trying to build that up, trying to build that skill set. And then I was also working my pizza serving job at night on Friday and Saturdays. And all I was making was barely enough just to get by week to week. And I would say in most cases that the dancing you're doing in college is going to outweigh the dancing you're going to be doing post-grad, at least immediately, right? I mean, we're used to dancing all day, every day, but you're probably not going to be able to afford multiple drop-in classes a day, 
let alone a week. Um, you're probably not going to be, if you are doing the freelance life, you might have a schedule similar to school for a month or two months where you know you feel really busy, but then you're going to be off for a few weeks and be like, okay, I have some time before this next thing kicks in. Or if you're in a full-time uh, you know, show, you're probably doing that one show, but you're not getting a bunch of new ideas or new classes in your system. But, you know, I think college is that way because it's by design, right? College is designed to be overwhelming so that when you do get to the real world, you are like, wow, this is actually kind of easy. This workload is not as much as I am used to, right? College is meant to prepare you for that real world by pushing you to a bunch of different extremes. And most notably, and what this episode about is about is workload, right? We learn to deal with stress by going through it in that controlled environment, right? Of course, like self-care is super important. Like I don't want to give you this whole episode and be like, overwhelm yourself. I want you to take care of yourself and I want you to feel as healthy as possible in every season of your life, whether you're in college or graduated, wherever you are. But while you have access to so many resources like teachers, professors, uh, space, you know, a lot of us get free dance studio space when we're in school, collaborators like in other art departments like film or theater, uh, all of that kind of stuff. I want you to use all those resources to just stretch your limits so that when you do get into the real world, you already have the skills. You've already learned a lot of lessons in that controlled environment that, I mean, right now you're paying a lot of money for. So I hope that you're getting as much as you can out of those spaces. But what I want you to do in the point of this episode is I want you to go ahead and look at your schedule for the upcoming semester. And I want to, I want you to see where there's room for you to play and add if possible, right? Like I said, some of us might be maxed out and that's totally fine. But what I'm finding is that some people do have room. A lot of dancers in college do have space. You know, maybe you have a low dance schedule because you weren't cast in as many pieces as you thought you would be. So you don't have that rehearsal schedule or maybe just how your schedule worked out. You need to take some other academics that conflict with your normal dance technique schedule. So maybe you're not taking ballet this year, or maybe you're not taking hip hop, or you're not taking jazz, modern, whatever the style is that you need to make room for these other commitments. So I want to give you three ideas, and you can take these, leave these, whatever you need to, you know, bump up or amp up your schedule to kind of work on that muscle of feeling overwhelmed finding what our limits are and kind of pressing them a little bit. And I want to start with the one that is school accessible, I think everywhere. It's to volunteer to be an understudy in a piece. So this is number one. I think sometimes when we're not cast, we can take it personally and we're like, they don't want me. But it's also an opportunity for us to learn a new skill set. So, you know, this is one of the most valuable things I did in school is... I think it it was actually my senior year when I came in and I wasn't cast in anything other than a ballet piece. There were like two ballet pieces and they're like, Brandon, you're going to do this. So what I did was I went up to pieces that I wanted to be and I wanted to work with certain professors and I asked if I could just understudy. 
And I think a lot of them were taken aback by that because they um, are used to maybe freshmen doing this or sophomores. But, you know, at this point, I understudied a piece when I was a freshman. And then by the time senior year came, I haven't done it since. Right. So I said, let me just give it a go. I've done it before. Let me try again. And what it did was prepare me extremely well for a lot of the jobs I got post-grad. A lot of my jobs were swings or understudies where I had to go in at a moment's notice or I had to learn multiple tracks of something to the point where it prepared me for things I didn't realize that I would need to be good at, like how to pick up floor work from standing up, right? (laughs) You're watching someone teach floor work. Everyone's on the ground. You're in a studio packed with 100 dancers, probably against fire code. And you're like, I need to learn this. How am I going to do it? Oh, I'm used to standing on the side while other people do things full out. And I have to learn this. So if I could stand up, take my own space, I can watch. I can learn through just watching. And then when I go in, I can put it in my body and really workshop that in real time. So having those opportunities to stand on the side, watch, learn, um, feel that pressure of being like, Today might be the day that I have to show this and I have to do well, right? There's like a weird unsaid pressure to swings that even though you are unprepared or not as prepared as other people, that means there's high expectation, right? If you're bad, you get, (laughs) if you don't succeed, you, you know, people are like, oh, like they get a little upset, right? Even though you didn't have the same resources as everyone else. But if you are prepared, you get really celebrated. They're like, wow, how did you do that? Right. So it's a big wide spectrum that rarely does anyone fall in the middle of like, oh, yeah, that was fine. They're either succeed or they fail. And if you can put yourself in that situation in college where it's safe to fail, I would do that. The second idea is taking class outside of school especially if you're near a city that has a big drop-in class culture like New York or LA. Uh, I mean, you can build your own intensive schedule. This is a really great solution to those times when, you know, you can't take all of the classes that you want to because of schedule conflicts, right? You can't get into those same ballet, same modern, same jazz, whatever classes that your school is offering because you need to take, you know, some gen ed classes. Or if you have another degree, you need to make sure you make space for that as well. So go ahead and take some, uh, you know, classes outside, both in your comfort zone and things outside of it. I don't care if you have an interest in it. I think it is so good for people to go and take class that is going to challenge them. Even in school, you feel like you get used to your professors. You know what they're doing. Go somewhere where you're not getting that same comfort, right? You're not surrounded by your classmates that you've built a rapport with. Go out and really experience things because once you do leave college, that's going to be every day, right? It's Every day is a new room of dancers. Every day is a new audition setting. Every day you're performing for a different audience. So get some reps in, in that way. The final option I want to give you is a really challenging one, and it is to create your own shows or performances. Now, I did an episode on this a while ago, but I need you to remember that your school is a niche business, yeah, which means they cater to a very specific dancer, a very specific audience. So the programming they do 
is going to be specific to them. For example, at U of A, one of the big things, we had a beautiful proscenium theater. It was a dance theater with, you know, upwards of like 300 seats. So it's pretty intimate, but the audience we had coming in wanted to see specific types of dance. They wanted to see different specific types of work. They wanted to be close up. So that was the only performance opportunity that was really offered. We didn't get a lot of opportunity to be a part of film or we weren't given that opportunity. We weren't given the opportunity to experience immersive theater or site specific outside of like the classroom setting, not in a real performance way. So if you can build your own version of this, and like I said, it takes a lot of work because you have to really work on the marketing, work on the creation, work on the, you know, the admin stuff. You get a lot of practice at doing all of that, but that's the point, right? The point is, if you can go and be doing something and learn how to put a show together, learn what it like, what it's like, what it takes in this controlled environment, then you'll be able to do anything outside of school, right? So overall, I'm encouraging you to bite off more than you can chew. Yeah, I say that because you are in that controlled environment where if you fail, which can happen and will happen even after you leave school, you're doing it at low stakes and you feel what it's like. to. So when it does happen again, you're like, okay, I know I'm not going to die. I know that this is uh, a, a bad feeling, but I'm going to overcome this and I'm going to continue anyway, right? So there's enough support in your college, in your university, where, wherever you are kind of incubated right now to soften the blow of failure and help you discover who you are as an artist and what is truly possible once you graduate. So I hope this was a useful episode for you. I mean, overwhelm is such a interesting topic where no one ever wants to feel overwhelmed, but I think there's a lot of value in it. So how you can find that in your day-to-day life is going to be so, so good. Um, but if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me at uh, it's Brandon Coleman on Instagram or at Breaking the Wall Podcast. I would love to chat with you. And other than that, I will see you in another episode. Enjoy your day, everybody. Bye.